We are so psyched to have in our studio today Ms. Gemma Jane, one of the stars of Bullets Over Broadway, playing at the Private Bank Theater uh, for a two-week engagement. It runs through May 1st. Thank you for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. Tell us about your character. So I play Olive Neal. Um, quick rundown of the show. It's uh, set in Gangland, New York in the 20s and 30s, and it follows the story of David Shane trying to get a show on Broadway. The only person who will back the show is Nick Valenti, the mobster boss, um, on the condition that his girlfriend gets a part. Now, I play that girlfriend. Um, <laughs> Olive Neal is her name, and um, she has this, like, nasal joisy accent, and it's, like, really irritating and grating. Um, and her experience in acting mostly comes from her work in gentlemen's clubs. Um, as she shows the, um, the producer and the writer, David Shane, she shows them one of her old smash hit numbers from the club, the hot dog song. Oh, no. So as you can imagine, as they try and write her a part of this Broadway show, hilarity ensues. <laughs> kind of like the producers where they're trying to put on this horrible musical. Right. And then, so your character though sounds fun. It's, oh, it's, she's so much fun. What a great character to play. She is, you know, she's this fierce, independent woman. And for a musical set pre-60s, that's not always the case. Um, obviously, as it's written post-60s, that's really helpful. But to play someone, you know, she knows exactly what she wants from life and she will do whatever it takes to get there. Um, people people think that she's unintelligent. Um, and while she's not necessarily book smart, she knows how to manipulate the world and this mobster boss into getting exactly what she wants, you know. Um, she uses everything that she has, all of her assets. And I think that she is a feminist, even though that's a... You know, controversial topic. Sure. Some people might not think so, but um, back in the day, especially, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So a strong female character mm-hmm. could kind of parallel to someone today, perhaps the first female president of the United States. <laughs> there you go. Kind yeah. of a similar parallel. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's that's the thing. It comes in all different shapes. It's there's not this one stock for a strong woman. And when people see Olive flouncing about on stage in her pink feathers and dripping in this fripperous costuming, people might think that that isn't the making of, a, of an independent feminist. But um, I am of a completely different mind. I think that she uses everything that she has, including assets that only a woman has. Absolutely. Um, to, to be this independent woman and to get what she wants. And she knows what she wants, and that is to be a star. And she... She makes it. I don't want to give too much away, but, you know, she she gets what she wants. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm going to see it in a, in a couple of days as well. Bullets Over Broadway, of course, very famous. Woody Allen. Was it hard kind of making the transition from what you had in your mind to what you wanted to see for your character and your cast on stage? Well, for me, it was really interesting. When I went to audition for this, I didn't know anything about the show. I ticked all the women's names on the audition list. um, And when I got a callback for Olive, that's when I started to do my research. I didn't want to watch the show or watch the production prior to getting cast um, because I didn't want it to influence my choices for the role. So I did what I could reading about it and making my own choices for this woman before I then watched the film. Um, And when I did see the film and I watched the original Broadway production at Lincoln Center, Mm -hmm. a recording of it, um, it was even more inspiring and exciting. But by that point, I had made my choices, you know. And I think that anyone who has seen the Broadway production will find that um, it's very close. You know, we bought the Broadway costumes and the Broadway set apart from the things that wouldn't fit in a, in a yeah, touring yeah. <laughs> bus. You know, I think we have three or four buses. And if we had the entire Broadway set, it would have been 27 or something right. like that. Still a big not, cast, though. Big oh, production. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, all the choreography is the same as Broadway. Um, and yet it's a younger cast. So I think that we bring something different to it, you know. And uh, we worked with Susan Stroman to make sure that it was exactly what her vision was for the Broadway show. Um, but Jeff Whiting, who is the assistant director on Broadway, 
was our primary director. So we did have this new energy and these new ideas and we were able to play within the roles. Um, we didn't have to make carbon copies of what was on Broadway, which was really freeing and really fun to be able to play in the rehearsal room, you know. How demanding is it for you as an actress when you are, so when you see, uh, they put out the auditions and the casting call and whatnot and you think, okay, I'm going to have to dance, I'm going to have to sing, I'm going to have to act, you know, it really is, especially with a musical of this size mm-hmm. and this grand. Yeah. I mean, is it, it's, is it strenuous? Yeah, I mean, especially in rehearsals, you know, by this point, your body really does get used to it. Um, but uh, it's a lot. Honestly, the hardest thing is the audition process. So once you're through that, then it's fun. You know, this is what we want to do. This is what we like to do. Um, and during rehearsals of the tech process, you're working all day. So you're there from at least 10 in the morning till 6 at night. You know, it's a full day of work. You're, you're singing and dancing and acting all day. So by the time you get to shows, and really it's only a few hours in the evening, it's easy by comparison. Um, for me, it was interesting because, you know, as a, as a principal, um, I'm more a singer and actor and then a dancer second. And this is a Susan Stroman show. So all of the ensemble women are these gorgeous, you know, 5'10 showgirls kicking their face. And I'm 5'3 and a singer, you know. Okay, you're 5'3 so, and beautiful. So. Oh, stop. <laughs> so but, no um, competition. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's the thing. When you're standing up there, you know, I look like this tiny little. Petite. Yeah. yeah just yeah. trying to trying to keep up with these girls. Um, and our choreographer, Claire Cook, is amazing. And she was just so helpful throughout the whole process and really did make it fun. But I remember day one, you know, I was learning the, the opening number, which is this dance number. Um, and I was learning it by myself. The girls had already learned it. The dancers had a week before us. And then they told me after lunch they were bringing the girls in. And I was like, no, what? No, I'm not. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. <laughs> you know? But they brought them in and it was fine. And, and it now we do great. it every night. And, it, and it's just so much fun. Do you remember going back, I, I guess, to your first audition and your first call back mm-hmm. um do you always remember where you are or what you're doing and, and do they still call you on the phone or is it like a text nowadays <laughs> they still call okay um which is great yeah. um and yes I, I definitely remember this so i actually booked bullets before i graduated college okay i moved to new york to go to college for music theater um and i booked this before graduation i was able to graduate rehearsal started a couple of months after um, graduation which was perfect um, but I was in the middle of my showcases, you know, and I was having to kind of go to class um, late uh, because of callbacks and things like that. And it was all getting very exciting. Bullets was a very short process for me as well. I think all up between the first open call and finding out was only a week or two, which wow. sometimes it takes months sure. you know, or, or longer. Right. Um, but it was very short. Um, and I, don't, I wasn't represented. You know, I went to an open call. There were about 400 girls there. Um, I nearly left. You know, I signed up yeah. at five in the morning. I had classes that night and I was like, oh, my goodness, there are just too many people. I just can't. But I stayed and I did it. Um, thank goodness I did. Um, and when I got the call, you know, I was just in my dorm room and I kind of didn't know what to do. I remember the casting director, when I answered the phone, the first thing she said was, so we'd really like to thank you for your time and coming in. And, you know, that's... And you're that, thinking, okay, yeah, great. Okay, well, sure, thanks. <laughs> you know, that sounds like, no, you didn't get it. Right, and, then, right. and then we'd like to offer you the role of Olive Neal. And I said to her, what are you doing to me? Why would you do that, Andrea? That's horrible. You gave me a heart attack, you know? <laughs> That's fantastic, though. So yeah. did you drop the phone and just kind of let it yell? Yeah, I did. I was just pacing up and down this teeny tiny room that I had. I actually, um, I, I had been eating espresso beans. And I was just kind of mindlessly <laughs> shoveling them into my face because I didn't know what else to do. I was just sitting there, you know? And you can't tell anyone um, until they announce casting. Oh. You're not supposed to tell anybody. So that was really hard. I remember just sitting there and eating these coffee beans and thinking, 
thinking that I should stop and I didn't know what to do. You know, right. it was amazing. And who are you going to tell at that point? Because exactly. it's I mean, like a secret. You can't do anything yeah. for what, like a couple weeks or months. Um, months. Yeah, it's a long time. Unfortunately, I I kind of it was hard because being at school and having to you know request. Um, leave from showcase and things like that um, they knew what was going on my teachers knew I had callbacks so they kind of figured out when I booked it and they kind of knew um, that it had been successful so um, so they kind of found out through that way um, but yeah you're not you're not, not supposed to make announcements about it right you're not allowed to put it on Facebook or any of these things which nowadays is hard because sure. everyone wants to take a picture and post it sure. on Instagram that's the, the sheer torture <laughs> is not being able to tell anybody exactly. you have this great news exactly yeah it wow. is hard but um it's it's worth it when you can. <laughs> you're so young. You're so successful. You're so talented. And you have such a great story. You grew up in England and then yes. moved to, to Australia? Yes. I was born in England. Um, and when I was eight, I moved to Sydney, um, to Australia. And um, <clears throat> went to high school there and um, kind of studied music theater part-time there. But I always knew that I needed to end up in New York. Um, it's where the industry is. Um, it's where where you need to be and where I wanted to ultimately live and work. Um, my sister actually went to AMDA, the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in New York City, okay. before I did. Um, and so that kind of changed my plans because I always thought I would study in Australia and then move to New York. Right. Um, but when she got into AMDA and she had only good things to, to say about it, you know, I started to reconsider. Yeah, um, yeah. And then looking at AMDA... Um, I decided that that was where I needed to be. You know, it's it's in Midtown Manhattan. It's in New York. Um, and fourth semester, you're able to audition while you're still at school, which is how I booked this. Oh, that's cool. So I'm so grateful um, to have been able to get into AMDA and move to New York. And then to book this right out was just incredible. You know, I couldn't I couldn't ask for a better outcome, really. Was it culture shock, though, I have to ask you, going from Sydney to New York? Because I love both cities, but Sydney <laughs> is beautiful yes. and new york's a little more crowded <laughs> and cluttered and a little dirtier Just you know little. no offense to new york great no, city yeah, but beautiful in its own right but very different yes um, <laughs> yes i will say it was easier for me than it was for my sister i had visited her okay. um so i at least knew a little about it you know um but it's funny it's almost like uh inception you know because it's like these little things it's so similar but then, you know, the, the crosswalk sign is different, you right, know, right. or the traffic light is different and people go up on the other side of the escalator, like just little things that kind of make it make yes. it different. And I remember thinking, you know, I'm never going to get used to these American accents around me all the time. And now I forget that I'm the one with an accent, you know. Um, that is, and I have to ask you about that, too, because you do accents beautifully. You get, you obviously born in England, lived mm -hmm. in Australia. You have a stunning accent. Oh, thank you. But yet your character, Olive, yes. has that Jersey, New York kind mm -hmm. of. Uh, drawl, <laughs> if you will. Yes. And then you've played characters where you speak, I guess, American? Yes. Do you have a dialect coach? Yeah. Well, okay. So on the show, we don't. Okay. Um, at school, um, every every acting class that I ever took, it was kind of expected that you speak in an American general or an American standard. Um, and you learn American standard um, in college. But, um, you know, in this country, you're almost always going to be putting on an American accent. Right. Um, so we're just expected to do that in college. So I kind of went through school with an American general um, accent. And then um, you can take dialects and kind of learn um, Irish or Russian and things like that. I so think, you get to learn that. You know, you make it sound so easy. I think it's amazing. <laughs> I really do. I, I just, do you have to, are there certain words 
that you still kind of laugh at? Like, what do we say? And then I know hey, I have a Chicago accent, <laughs> but I, what are some words that we as Americans say that you just kind of get a kick out of? Yeah. Um, the, I mean, the hottest thing for me is the R's, the hard R's. The R's, okay. Um, because in British and Australian, we kind of don't have R's. Okay. You know, we use them as a linking R, so it's sure. a different thing. But words that get me are more words that you use differently okay. or for a different meaning. Um, or um, every day I'm making substitutions. So sidewalk, we don't okay. call it a sidewalk. We call it the pavement. The pavement, um, okay. Um, trash can is a rubbish bin. Um, so just every day I'm kind of making these little adjustments. Um, and some of the things that get me the most is more like spelling. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> like we have two different ways to spell check. And over here, I know some people do, and then some people just kind of use C-H-E-C-K. Right. And everything. you use the Q? We use the Q. Of course, Q-U-E, yeah. Q-U-E, you know. Yeah, so or color, C-O-L-O-R-L-O-U-R, or yep. favorite. We like yeah. to put use in everything. I love that. Um, so it's interesting, but usually it's fine. Um, it's when I get really tired, and then I'm like, oh, put it in the bin, rubbish, trash, can. I don't, you know, just cycling through. In that circular file. <laughs> exactly. Just put it over there. And there that are differences between British and Australian as well. So then what I was born hearing those words are not the same as Australian, which right. aren't the same as American. So. so your sister's in New York. That's yes. kind of your second home now, too. Yes, have you home base. When, have you, when are you going to go back to Sydney? Or um, is your family going to come here and see you perform? They saw the show. Yes, my mum came to L.A. Um, she surprised me at the opening in L.A., which was amazing, you know. Oh, um, and L.A. was a great place for her to see it. They really understand the industry, so they understand the show, Woody Allen. Um, my dad came to Seattle um, so that was great as well. Um, other than that, you know, I was really fortunate that they were able to come and see the show because it's so far and it's right. so expensive yes. to fly all that way. Um, yeah. Beautiful country. It's in the middle of nowhere. You I know. know. <laughs> it's it's a it's a long flight, but once yes. you get there, it's so worth it. Oh, yes, yes. It's so, so worth it. I mean, I don't know when I'll be going back. I hope that, um, you know, relatively soon um, after the show obviously is finished um, this year. Uh, but, yeah, all through college I, I wasn't able to, and so I stayed here and um, – I, I would like to go back just for a little vacation, but but I will be setting up setting up base in New York now. I think. Well, <laughs> Bullets Over Broadway is already getting rave reviews. It's here for a short time. You'll have to come back. But what do you want people to take away from from this performance, from your performance, and seeing the the musical, whether they've seen it before or for the first time? You know, the show really explores the concept of compromise um, within life and within art, and what are you willing to do for your art, and what are you what are you willing to compromise? Um, but I think that with a show like this. You really have to just come ready to have a good time. I think that these concepts are going to hit you whether you're aware of it or not. But, you know, what you're going to see is gorgeous showgirls kicking their faces, tap dancing gangsters, and giant dancing hot dogs. (laughs) You know? So you just have to come willing to have a good time, you know? And I think that um, every one of the principles represents a different type of person. And whether you hate Olive or you find her endearing, you know, um, and Helen Sinclair, the same thing. If you love that diva personality or you don't, there's someone for everyone in the audience. I think that everyone can relate to a different part of the show and a different person in the show. So if you just come willing to have a good time, willing to laugh and let the show give you everything that it has to offer, you're going to walk away having a really good time and um, maybe exploring some of these concepts along the way. Well, I know audiences have found you endearing. Thank you for being with (laughs) us. It's a pleasure. And thanks for talking about uh, your background in Australia as well and um, what do they say Aussie 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 oi 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 there you go (laughs) (laughs) Miss Gemma Jane in uh, Bullets Over Broadway the musical at the Private Bank Theater through May 1st thank you Gemma thank you